Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Lots to talk about as the days dwindle down to a precious few before Tuesday's primary. St. Louis County Executive Steve Stenger is seeking a second term, but will have to get past challenger Mark Montavani in the Democratic primary first. Montavani was with us on yesterday's program. As with all politicians seeking re-election, Stenger brings with him his record as an office holder. Much of that has been challenged by his opponent. Steve Stenger joins me in studio now, along with St. Louis Public Radio political reporter Joe Menes. Steve, thank you for being with us. Joe, thank you for being with us thanks once again. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Steve, I'll start with you, as I did with uh, Mark Montavani yesterday, uh, and question the, the tone of this campaign. It seems a lot of people are getting tired of politicians calling each other names. And so I'm, as I asked him, how well served is the voting public by the kind of rhetoric we've been hearing? Well, in my campaign, what we have tried to do is rather than running, say, a completely negative ad, we've tried to draw comparisons between my opponent and me. Um, you know, so I think that the public actually is served well by seeing that comparison, and I think that people do want to have that comparison. So we've tried to talk about the things that we have done and that we've accomplished, but at the same time, striking a comparison between my opponent and me. And yet it has been labeled a, a very negative campaign. I think that, uh, you know, comparisons, I think, can be viewed that way, and I think that in some of his you know, advertisements, it's been, you know, mostly straight negativity. But, you know, I, I'm, and once again... Well, it, you call him a phony. He calls you malevolent. You call him a phony. And, and there's more. Well, sure. And if you look at that, there is actually a comparative piece to that. And, we, you know, I mean, that, you know, not to be uh, argumentative, of course, but there is a comparative piece to that, though. And I think that it is important to understand, you know, the various nuances. And, and, and I'd like to talk about some of those you know, on the air okay. with you today. Well, one of the things that uh, does come up and has come up is, is uh, I think both the Post-Dispatch and uh, Mr. Montavani have labeled the county government dysfunctional and basically basing that claim on your relationship with the uh, county council, which has not been terribly positive. Well, I think that to call county government dysfunctional is really a complete mischaracterization. And if you look at the things that we've achieved over the last three and a half years, it's evident that that's just simply not the case. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is a, you know, I, this is not conspiratorial. There is a level of certain coordination between my opponent's campaign and, frankly, the Post-Dispatch. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think that it's uh, a secret that they've, you know, they certainly haven't held back any criticism of me over the last three and a half years. And I think that he's been able to, you know, kind of ride that with the Post-Dispatch. And I think at some, you know, at some level there's a little bit of coordination there. But if you look at the the magnitude of what we've been able to accomplish in the last three and a half years, I think this government is anything but dysfunctional. And I think, in fact, it's a progressive government that has gotten a lot done. And I think that – and we'll talk more about that. But I think one of the features of moving forward, getting things done and making changes is you're going to anger some people along the way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think we've done that. But it's been for very good cause – you know, you look at something like Northwest Plaza, where St. Louis County made an investment in a community that is in, in many ways has been disenfranchised from the rest of the county. We made a major investment there, but we made an investment in a market rate lease. It's $18 per square foot. The average rate in St. Louis County, North St. Louis County, is $18 a square foot, and we have Class A space there. 
We made a 20-year lease. We invested heavily in the community, and we came forward with a beautiful facility that our residents and taxpayers can utilize. And like I said, it's a market rate lease. There isn't much to complain about there. The council certainly wasn't complaining about it when they voted for it, mm-hmm. six to one. And then came election time. And about three months prior to the election, the Post-Dispatch started you know, basically mm-hmm. critiquing it. And then my opponent, of course, jumped on that critique. Now, I would question perhaps the motivations for that and, in, and in, with some of the council members as well. Mm-hmm. And I think it all really came down to election year politics. Some of those council members supported Mr. Montevani. And, you know, if you once again, that's a situation where if you look at the result, the result is we have um, a first rate facility at a market rate lease that has generated um, quite literally hundreds of millions of dollars of economic activity, 2,500 employees, 33 employers. Some of those employers, major employers, Mm -hmm. save a lot with 500 jobs, um, American Family, um, Charter, and then not to mention a whole host of retailers that are in the that are in St. Anne and Bridgeton that would not have been there but for essentially the regeneration of Northwest Plaza. And once again, it's an investment in a community. The sole reason that my administration wanted to do that was, you know, it, it, it was to benefit St. Louis County uh, to help revitalize what became a black hole in our community, mm-hmm. and it resulted in you know so many jobs and such great economic impact. It was it was a quite literally a no brainer. We had mm-hmm. to do it, and um, you know it's been of course critiqued by my opponent. Yeah, just stay with us one more moment with regard to the criticism. The criticism is that uh, some sweetheart deals with your donors uh, with regard to contracts, sort of a pay-to-play situation is what he is charging. And what I would say there is it's impossible really in St. Louis County government to have that because the St. Louis County Council would have to be complicit. Um, This isn't a deal that, you know, frankly, I put together on my own. It's hardly sweetheart. It's a market rate lease at $18 a square foot when – the rest of North County is for average space paying $18 a square foot. This is $18 a square foot for Class A office space. And once again, six members of the council approved of it, one disapproved. So it was a six-to-one vote. So, you know, you it would take all of the council members being complicit in this, quote, pay-to-play scheme, which simply wasn't the case, and it's a fiction. And that's Mark Montevani, I think, trying to get elected, you know, frankly. Joe? Well, I think, you know, part of the focus is on the fact that you did get a lot of campaign donations from the uh, development, some of the, the major players in the in the development. Now, to be fair, at least they're public. I mean, nobody's sure. accusing you of hiding anything. No, no they were public. And, and Joe, they came uh, long before that development, and they continued after. You know, it wasn't as if... Someone gave me campaign contributions so I would do something, and then I did it, and then that was that. I mean, these were supporters who had been supportive for a very long time and uh, I would imagine would probably be supportive in the future because I think they like, you know, what they're seeing going on all over St. Louis County. We've had $5.7 billion of economic activity, and this isn't a situation where we focus that economic activity in our richest neighborhoods. We've focused that economic activity and the development and the revitalization in neighborhoods that have been hit really hard, you know, like St. Anne. And we've done some things in other areas, too. You know, we have a $772 million expansion 
um, right in the heart of Clayton with Centene. And all of these various things that have happened haven't happened on their own. They've happened because we work very hard with our local companies, um, with our local CEOs to, to encourage them to stay here in St. Louis, to expand here in St. Louis. And uh, we've worked very hard at that. And, you know, when you take a company like Centene, not only did they expand in Clayton, but they also expanded in Ferguson, you know, put together a $26 million facility in Ferguson that, you know, was jobs for the local community at a time that we really needed it. So those are the kinds of developments that we want to see, you know. And, you know, being the county executive, it's a job where you are going to get campaign contributions from people in the community because people in our community care about our community. And these aren't in any way uh, self-enriching campaign contributions. They're merely to a campaign. And, um, you know, that campaign is what's utilized to, you know, strive for re-election. So so there's, you know, I think that, and as you said, it's all very public and very open. But as the county executive, you're the chief elected official in the county. You're going to get campaign contributions from people who care about the community. But now there is a question being raised because because you moved some county operations to the Northwest Plaza site, there are some still leases that, that the county is paying for that there's no government in there. Is that correct? No, not any longer. Initially, when we first started the transformation process of bringing and the consolidation process of bringing all those leases together in one place, you know, we I've only been in office now for three and a half years, so of course we didn't we did not enter into all of the various leases that we have. So they're not all on, you know, beginning on the same time, ending on the same time. So there was a very small degree of overlap and for any facilities where, you know, there was any type of vacancy, those vacancies didn't last long. We have we have thousands of employees and we have quite literally hundreds of functions in St. Louis County government. So there is always a need for space. So anything that would be vacant wouldn't be vacant for very long, and it wasn't. And uh, it results in cost savings over time. Incumbency does come at a price, doesn't it? Because you do have a record and you have critics. You know, we do. And I will tell you that, you know, I think that critics have to struggle very hard to find things to, you know, critique, which is, I think, why you've heard, you know, I mean, every every candidate raises money. But for some reason, you know, my opponent believes that, that my fundraising is different than his fundraising, and it it really isn't. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all very public, and it's uh, it's all legitimate and lawful fundraising. Among the things that have been written about you, Steve, uh, is the and I hate I hate to even raise questions like this, but it is out there, is that you have difficulty at times getting along with people. You've been called even abrasive. And you've said and been quoted as having said sometimes that's the case and you're going to try harder to get along with people. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, on certain issues, it, it, it's not to the point of being abrasive, but I've certainly let my opinion be known. But I'll tell you, in those cases, it, it's it's a conversation that's not much different than the conversation that we're having right now. And, um, you know, we may go back and forth even during this interview, but I think it will be very respectful and I'll certainly respect your opinion, and and I've tried to make that my point. Now, when you talk about, you know, not getting along, much of that is centered in the county council. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you that uh, for any county executive who might be elected in this county with the county council, Mm -hmm. it's uh, it's challenging, you know, and it's not something that, you know – um, you know, you're going to walk in and be, you know, revered as a, as a hero. I don't think that's going to happen for anyone. But I will tell you, um, you know, I, I was elected by my peers as the chairman of East West Gateway among all of our regional leaders. I've had that post since the beginning of the year. 
And I, I don't see myself having any issues with any other regional leaders. It just seems like it's focused on my political rivals that are, you know, at, that are in the county council. Now, could those relationships be improved? What I've stressed is certainly I think after – the the you know the the August election because I think much of the tension is being built up mm-hmm. around this and that's certainly a talking point for a campaign is that you know I have some kind of difficulty getting along with others beyond the county council I can tell you that's just simply not the case mm-hmm. you know and and if you look at some of the local leaders um, you know Mayor Lyda Cruzen we have an excellent relationship um, Mark Kern over in Illinois St Clair County excellent relationship. Uh, and it goes on, you know, even even with our new governor. So um, no, I I, I don't uh, I don't really buy that criticism. Okay. I have to take a break, but I just want to be clear on one thing: what you hear from me is not opinion. No, I understand <laughs> that very much, and I appreciate it. I appreciate being on your show. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. That's Steve Stenger. He's the county executive, and he's on the Democratic primary ballot in Tuesday's primary election here in Missouri. I'm here with Joe Manis and Steve. We'll be back in a moment. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast supported by University College at Washington University with undergraduate and graduate programs part-time evening and online. University College at Washington University offering world-class education within reach. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with Steve Stenger, the St. Louis County Executive, who is in the Democratic primary this Tuesday. He is seeking re-election. He is with me in studio, as is Joe Manis, St. Louis Public Radio political reporter. Joe, go ahead. Okay. Um, since I asked Montevani about this, uh, I'll put it to you, um, County Executive Stenger. What do you see as your biggest accomplishments, and w- what will you be pushing for if you get another term? Sure. You know, I, I had mentioned this previously. You know, under under my administration, we've brought in five over five billion dollars, over five point seven billion dollars in economic development. And as I've said, you know, we've done that in I think a very inclusive manner, and in a manner that uh, has not left anyone behind. And, I, and I'll talk more about that as well. We've uh, created and retained over thirty thousand jobs, and uh, so from an economic development standpoint, I think we're much better off uh, uh, now than we were when, when we first began. We've also had a, a real focus on workforce development. Uh, earlier this year, I announced, and I think you guys covered, that uh, St. Louis County became an ACT-certified work-ready community, which is important as employers uh, are, are seeking to come here. Uh, it means that our, our, we, we have the, we're the largest county in the nation to, to achieve that status. And businesses know that uh, we have skilled workers and you know, that they need for, uh, for their companies as they choose to come to St. Louis. Uh, we've also worked with respect to workforce development. We've actually created workforce centers in some of our most uh, needed areas uh, where, where workforce development and job training is needed. That would be Ferguson, Wellston, and Spanish Lake. Um, those are one-stop shops for workforce development for career readiness. Um, you know, One of the things that I'm most proud of is the work that we've done with respect to the Ferguson report. Um, as you know, you know we've, we've worked very hard on implementing the recommendations from the Ferguson Commission report. Uh, you know, I, I would say that uh, we have a, an excellent record with respect to that. We created the first police minimum standards bill. Of course, that was challenged in court, but, but we, we stepped forward along with the county council and created that. 
We passed Proposition P so that we could have two officers to a vehicle, which increases our ability to do community policing, which is extremely important for building trust in the community. And officers have the ability with two officers to a car to make their way into the community and have meaningful policing. We created a special police unit just to do that. That's called the SRU unit. We increased police officer training with, with, with Proposition P. We purchased dash cams and body cams, which we're in the process of moving forward and implementing. We, um, we, we sought and received a, a very large MacArthur Foundation grant to reduce the jail population and to reduce recidivism. Very important, we doubled the number of food programs for kids. So quite literally, we're almost at 100%. We're almost at a doubling of the summer food program in St. Louis County, which is extremely important for kids that are hungry, particularly in our community, and, and receive their meals at school. And over the summer, they, they don't have that, that same advantage. We restored our children's services fund, and I mean quite literally restored it. We had $80 million or two years of a fund balance when we first started. And we've eliminated that fund balance by investing it in our community. We went from an $80 million fund balance down to a $20 million fund balance that we'll maintain and keep as a reserve. But we've quite literally invested well over $100 million in children's services fund uh, directly into not-for-profits that serve our children in our community. Um, as, I, as I mentioned, the job centers in Wellston, Spanish Lake, and Ferguson, one of the first things we did to quarterback many of these activities was to create an Office of Community Empowerment. And we have created expanded and fostered one of the nation's largest promise zones, which results in which has resulted already in over sixty million dollars of federal grants that are directly implemented in the promise zone, which is much of, of North St. Louis County and just about all of North City. And we've actually we actually joined those into one very large promise zone. Uh, we also assisted in the funding of the Urban Leagues Empowerment Center in Ferguson. We expanded our Wellston Small Business Incubator to offer expanded services and entrepreneurial opportunities to minorities in Wellston. You know, I think one of the one of the chief accomplishments that we had was to was to actually uh, complete the first disparity study in St. Louis County's history. Uh, hired a chief diversity officer uh, coming right out of that study, and also uh, was able to sign legislation that uh, is, a, is an inclusion bill to to bring us closer to fairness in county contracting with respect to minorities and women. A lot of, a lot of emphasis uh, in that list you've been reading there uh, in North County. We asked uh, Mr. Montevani about this yesterday and that uh, issue of the landfill. Could the county government be doing more to resolve this issue of the contamination out there? I'll tell you, we've done a lot, and I think we've done as much as a, as a, you know, a, a, a small government can do, a local government can mm -hmm. do. Um, the jurisdiction for the landfill does not fall on, you know, in mm -hmm. St. Louis County's province. But we do have elected leaders and we have, you mm -hmm. know, that we've, of course, reached out to and they've been very responsive. We uh, also reached out to the EPA, which, you know, frankly, has has varied from not very responsive to perhaps more responsive at times. Uh, but we've made our voice known there. When I was on the county council, we had passed resolutions. While since I've been account the county executive, we've encouraged resolutions to be passed, which have been passed, basically letting our voice be heard. Uh, with respect to the things that we can do through our health department, we've done that. We have representation at virtually every meeting, mm -hmm. every community meeting that's been held. And uh, you know, I, I went so far as to when I was uh, a councilman, actually bought a, a radio, you know, radioactivity monitor mm -hmm. for the site for the local residents. I actually purchased it with my own funds so that they could have that. I mean, so we've we've been involved in a very personal level 
and I, you know, my heart goes out to those residents, and it always has, and it always will. And we'll use my office as a bully mm-hmm. pulpit to make sure that uh, our residents are taken care of. The government dragging its feet. I think, yeah, I think that the, uh, you know, at the bureaucratic level in the federal government, I think there are some some issues that need to be resolved and need to be resolved very quickly. We were making some headway with uh, the last EPA director, and you know, then you know everything sort of got turned upside down. But but we we continue to be uh, very vigilant. Joe, now um, one of the questions that people have asked me to ask, and I've mentioned to you, is the fact that. You don't show up at many of the county council meetings. And now, now you don't you don't have a vote, so I mean I, I I get that. But even compared to your predecessors, you're not there that often. Do you want to talk about that? Well, you know, there was a period toward I'd say the beginning of this year and into uh, sort of where we are now, where I I missed some meetings, but I wouldn't characterize it that I've missed a whole lot of meetings. I think that, uh, and we had a lot going on at that time. And it wasn't just like leading up to the election. It was there was just a flurry of activity in St. Louis County. So on those evenings, you know, that it, I'm doing the business of St. Louis County. This is a very much a 24/7 job. And at the county council, I don't vote. And um, there's a you know there's a there's a public input, but there's really no public output. There's not that's just not on the agenda. So it's not as if I would be answering questions or anything like that. That just you, as you know, you've been to the meetings. That really doesn't happen. It's pretty much just votes on pieces of legislation. So where my time, I thought, was better spent um, in the community, you know, one of the evenings was installing air conditioners during our heat wave and trying to make a statement that, hey, this is something that's important to our community. Please help, you know, come forward with contributions for cool down. Uh, you know, that's just an example of some of the things that, that I was doing on those evenings. Um, so I try to make the best, you know, judgment that I can with respect to where my time is best spent in making an impact in the community. And sometimes, you know, if it's going to be a quiet night at the county council and they're just going to be voting, um, you know, I've I've done my best to be where, you know, I would be best uh, maybe implemented. Um, I did have some more accomplishments that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> the, we, you know, one of the things is the opioid yeah. crisis. Yeah. And uh, I think that something that is extremely important for our entire state was to have a statewide database that we could utilize to avoid, you know, pill shopping. And uh, we took an innovative approach in St. Louis County and we created the state's, what has become really the state's, um, the state's database for, you know, prescription Mm -hmm. drugs. Um, We now have about 80% of the state's population covered by our program, about 90 some odd percent of the providers of health providers in the state are fall within the program now as well. So it's been a very successful program. And uh, we also put Narcan in, in all of our police vehicles, which has resulted in about 100, 100 plus lives saved so far. Just a couple of minutes left, and I'll, I'll refer to what Joe yesterday called the elephant in the room. You can't get out of a situation like this without talking about some consolidation, city, county, merger, call it what you will. Where, where are we on that right now? You know, there's a study that is going to be released. It was conducted. It's a study that Mayor Krusen and I endorsed uh, that Better Together is conducting right now. And that study is a study that will give us a menu of options. You know, we're currently we're probably overspending somewhere in the neighborhood of, of $700 million to a $1 billion for duplication of services sure. and layers of governments. Layers, and I should say layers of governments. Uh, so this study, I think, will give us, you know, some data upon which we can make a decision it's not for me, uh, you know, this isn't a, a gut level decision. This is one that's really driven more by data. And then there's going to need to be a period of, of, of uh, extraordinary public input 
what would uh, you know, and, and data sharing. What would you favor, a city becoming a, a municipality in the county? You know, it's really too early to call. I think that, you know, the city becoming a municipality of the county um, really doesn't solve our problems with mm-hmm. respect to layers of government, really. Yeah. I don't think it does. And I think from an economic development perspective, and I've done over the last three and a half years, talked to a lot of CEOs, talked to a lot of people on the ground, um, a lot of site developers, and that's not something that's going to solve our issue. It's going to have to be something, you know, broader. And from a budgetary standpoint, that could very well cause some significant problems for St. Louis County budget and uh, taxpayers. Joe, if you have a question, they can give us a 15-second answer. Go ahead. Okay. You wanna... <laughs> no, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. A little bit of left field, but this was a big issue just a couple months ago, is the animal control. Uh, facility in the county. There's been some controversy about it. You had made it a campaign issue back yep. in 2014. You want to talk about that? Yeah, I can tell you that, uh, and I'm very proud to say this, our euthanasia rate is at an all-time low. I mean, it's basically been reduced to a no-kill shelter level, and our live release rate is in the 90s as far as percentage points goes, which is incredible. I want to say it's about 95%. So, um We've made some major strides there, and it was, you know, uh, it took some time to do, but we were well on the way. Even you know, midterm, we were well on the way to where we wanted to be. So we've had some some great results for animal welfare there. We're going to have to leave it there. I'm afraid our time is up. I can only say that if I had known you were installing air conditioners a few weeks back, I'd have given you a call. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Stanger, our guest, he is the St. Louis County Executive, and he's running in the Democratic primary. Uh, on Tuesday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.